Hey everybody, this is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV. Today is going to be episode number 39. Going to talk about a couple different things, surge protection for your RV and also water filtration. And summer's fast approaching, as I brought out in my last episode. It's on its way, so some things you want to consider. And water filtration and surge protection are two things that are common anymore. Everybody thinks about it. It's on their minds. So let's start off with uh, surge protection. So, well, wait a minute. Let's back up. I got to do a plug for Arizona RV Parts Center and Radio Arizona RV, of course. The two websites, our main websites. But also, um, I want to say that the items that I'm going to be talking about today aren't going to be on the website. We still haven't moved yet. And once we get moved, I'm going to do some major updates on products and so forth. I'm um, going to have a lot more time for doing this. And that's part of our move. We're simplifying some things. Not to mention towards the end of the show or sometime during the show, I'm going to talk about some of the things we're going to be doing in our new location that we're not doing now, which I think are going to be pretty cool. Well, let's talk about, first we'll talk about surge protection. Um, there's two different brands of surge protectors that, that, stand out to me one of them is surge guard and the other one is progressive industries and there are two different brands two different types of surge protection but they both serve a purpose in protecting your rv and you know i'm sure everybody's experienced this who's been out on the road traveling an rv and you don't have to be a full-timer or you know extensive travels you go to rv parks that are older in areas where the, the power is not consistent. And I'm not talking about low voltage here. I'm talking about high voltage. Low voltage is a whole nother animal. That's um, a different subject for a different day. And that's where you need like a huge auto transformer to up the power and keep it consistently high. And that is important too. But surge protection is a different thing. In different parts of the country, is going to be more important than others. Um, place where you have a lot of electrical storms, obviously surge protection would be a must. But a lot of parks with older power systems, and I'm not knocking the parks. It's just reality. Parks get old, and sometimes it's you know very expensive to upgrade, and they have a hard time doing it. You know, they're trying to decide where to put the money, and sometimes the electronics isn't the or the electrical isn't the most important thing in their minds. Whereas an RV, or you know, 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, it didn't matter as much. 30 years ago, it didn't matter at all, really. You know, the RVs were so basic with electronics that really wasn't a whole lot of problems. But they're sensitive now. You know, they're, you, they're, they're more, um, well, sensitive. I guess that's the word. They're just, uh, you know, they require more attention. They're, they're, uh, the, the power surges can be bigger problems for things, especially a lot of electronics runs on lower voltage where they have little converters inside the electronics to do that. So depending on where you're at, the age of the park, um, even the, the city or the municipality, what kind of power resources they have, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise. I know like here where we're at in Welton, our power goes out all the time. It's a nightmare. And I have bought more electronics in the last 10 years living out here than I have in my entire life, appliances and so forth. And these are even things with surge protection on them. You know, it gets past it, it blows out the surge protector. So even a surge protector is not going to be 100%, but it's better than not having one. <clears throat> then, of course, things that aren't on a surge protector 
they, they just don't do it. Even power outages do it because not power comes back on. It's what you'd call a surge in a lot of cases. Now, someone from a power company who knows more about this might um, beg to differ with me to a degree, but nonetheless, you get a lot of power coming in, and depending on what's going on with the municipality, it can be uh, very damaging. But park problems are everywhere. You know, it's not um, just some parks. There's there's parks that have problems everywhere, and even parks, newer parks, you know, they can have an electrician go in, do something with their power system, and cause a problem. And it only takes a few seconds. It's not like it ha- you have to have an ongoing problem in the electrical system of a park to cause a problem for you or in a pedestal. You know, it might be narrowed down to a pedestal. Maybe the RV in there before you opened up the pedestal and did a little rewiring. Maybe they thought they had a problem with the pedestal and it was their RV. And so they did something different and it happens. You know, I've heard of people plugging into pedestals and RV parks and everything quits working just from that plugging it in one time. So a surge protector can help and it also notifies you of problems within the, the park or the electrical system that everything that's coming into your RV so you're aware of it. And it doesn't matter where you go, you can be, you know, you're not immune to this. And there's different models, there's different types of surge protectors you know you can go from pretty basic to pretty not so basic pretty expensive so it just entirely depends on your needs what you they actually are but surge guard and progressive industries are two different brands they both make excellent products and you know some have led readouts some of them don't but you know there's different models so we don't have time to really break down the different models um and really that's not what we want i want to do today because your needs are your needs. But again, this is one of those things, don't skimp, buy a better product. And sometimes we don't even think about it. We think it's a waste of money because, well, one, we plug in and that's it, everything works. And maybe you've never experienced a problem. But there's probably been problems that you didn't realize, low voltage, high voltage, you know, intermittent interruptions. I know like our server at my store, our computer server, it has an uninterrupted power supply on it, and it also has software to detect um, you know, power outages. And there's constantly power outages. Sometimes they just last for a split second, sometimes for a few seconds. You know, it's just enough for everything to kind of start shutting down, come back on. It keeps a record of it, and it's in a lot of cases daily or weekly. And that was even when we were in Yuma, and now we're in Welton. But so that kind of indicates that power is not always as um efficient as we may think and a lot of the you know electronics we use at home because they plug in with adapters the adapter takes the hit not necessarily the electronic itself but nonetheless things do happen in rv parks and you don't really want to damage any electronics in your rv especially now they're getting more sophisticated if you have a new rv think of all the circuit boards that are in there all the electronics is baffling um probably more so than even a car because you have so many different components and systems going on in an RV. And a surge protector, you know, I'm not going to say you absolutely have to have one, you know, but if you have the money, and they're not that expensive, you know, you can start out $100 and go up to, you know, $500, $600, depending on what your needs are. And, of course, you can always spend more. There's always a way to spend more. Some of them just plug right in in line. You know, they just use your power cord and plug right into the box. Other ones you can hardwire in. 
So if you have the space, hard wiring one in might be a better option than plugging one in and having it hanging on the pedestal. Because, you know, sometimes things get stolen from RV parks. I know it would be politically, politically correct to say sometimes things disappear, but <laughs> things don't disappear. They get stolen. So having one that you can lock up or a hardwired one or one that you can put in a compartment would definitely be a better option. It's out of the elements. And even though they're weatherproof, it still might be better to not have one sitting out on a pedestal. You know, and I did the radio show in Yuma. I talked about this and got a nice response, not in the sense that we sold a bunch of power converters, but, or excuse me, surge protectors. Um, it's just people don't think about it. RVers are content with the system they have. And so it was nice to hear from people, you know, RVers looking at the different options. Some don't buy, you know, it's, it's fine. You don't have to have one. Like get all the stuff you have in your home. Do you have surge protectors on everything? No, you don't. And a lot of people don't even have surge protectors on their computers and their computers last for years. You know, they might have more problems. You might go through more power supplies. You might have more, um, you know, maybe some of the circuit boards don't last as long, but you might go for years with the same computer without any major problems that you can attribute to a surge in the, in the power. Surge protectors are a very nice product to have and surge guards and surge guard and progressive industries both make nice ones. And I believe we have them on our website. But like I said, um, you know, we, I got this move going on until this thing gets behind me. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to just do what I can. And then the website's going to get some major updates and we're looking forward to it. And also I mentioned something earlier about, relocating some of the changes we're going to do you know we're going to become highway 93 currently arizona rv located in welton arizona and now we're going to become highway 93 located in victor montana and we're going to still be the same company the same people the same great wonderful service all that good stuff just a different local name our corporate name still going to be the same arizona rv parts incorporated you know we're not going to change that and there's no reason to our websites are going to remain the same, but the big difference is in the store, we're going to cater to all sorts of people. Um, not that we don't already, but we're going to take it to a new level. Um, some of this stuff isn't totally worked out, but it's still in the planning stages. And when we get there, it's going to be easier to implement it, get a better idea of what we want to do, but we want to have a kid friendly environment. You know, if you're, we're going to be in the Bitterroot Valley, we're in the banana belt of Montana. And there's a lot of tourists going through there and a lot of locals, a lot of younger people with RVs and they have children and, you know, keeping the children happy is important to us. And because it makes your trip better. If you come into our store, we want you to shop and enjoy your experience. You know, not like just, we got to get out of here. The kids aren't happy. They're thirsty. They're hungry. So we're going to try to cater to the kids. And at what level? I'm not sure yet. You know, we're, we're throwing some things around, but we definitely want to make it a little more kid friendly. And I think that's going to be a plus. And, you know, we're going for a different type of RV store. Now, we're not going to have a huge store, but we are going to make it different. It's going to be the store you're going to remember because there's not going to be an RV store like this that I know of as far as the way we're going to take cater to our customers. And because we appreciate the business, we appreciate everything we get. We really, truly do. It's what keeps us going and it makes our day worth it. But also, the podcast studio that I currently have in my home, well, actually it's a 
two-car garage has been converted to a nice office. Um, it's insulated. Air conditioned. is pretty cool. Works for me. There's pictures of it on the website. It's definitely all about me. It's there, all my knickknacks, things I've collected over the years. You know, pictures of sailboats and you know, more pictures of boats and anchors and things and, and stuff, trinkets, doodads. <laughs> so that's going to change. The, the new location is going to actually have a, a studio just for doing podcasts in it. Um, that's by design. We wanted to have something a little bit different. So it's going to be on site. And so it's actually going to make it easier for me to do podcasts, um, and have interviews with people that are in the industry, which is what I wanted to do, but having at home, I like them to come in and sit down if possible. That's more comfortable for me, but even over the phone, you know, out here are even our phone lines just, we have problems where there's always noise on it. So to get a nice, clear landline connection is almost impossible. And the internet, eh, you know, it's whatever we're in Walton. The expectations are so low, but our new location, you know, I think we're going to be able to pull this off a little bit better, even if it's not in-person interviews, because we're going to have better internet connection, better phone service. I think we're going to be good to go for doing more interviews, which I'm looking forward to, especially in a nice new studio. Um, it's going to be pretty nice and we're going to get, that's going to be interactive. We're going to interview our customers. We're going to let kids use the podcasting equipment to make some recordings for their parents. You know, we're going to kind of go all in on this. Another cool thing I want to mention since I'm on this is we're going to do training sessions at the store one day a week where, or possibly one day a week, we're going to have to see how this plays out. But what I want to do is let's say, you know, someone needs an R, a water heater replaced in their RV. They they have some of the confidence, but they'd rather do it with a professional there, someone that knows what's going on. Get them out of a pinch if something comes up. Well, I want to have it in the in the in the shop where they bring their RV in, they buy the water heater from us, all the parts, fittings, whatever they need, and we'll have an audience. We'll record it so we can put it on YouTube for everybody's benefit. But that person will be able to bring the RV in, do a repair in the same day and know that the RV or the water heater is going to work without any problems. And it's going to be done by them with the help of some in the audience. And then I'll be there to oversee it, make sure there's no problems. Everything's being done correctly, whether it's the propane connections, the electrical connections. So there's no issues. And I think that's going to be pretty sweet because a lot of people can do things themselves. They want to be that do-it-yourselfer, but they're sometimes a little hesitant. They don't have the confidence. And this way they can do it knowing that it's going to work just fine and that the way they've done it is the way it should be done. Sometimes people do things themselves and they're not sure about it. They always kind of question that as they go down the road. I wonder if my water heater is going to quit working. Yeah, I replace that water pump. I'm just not confident it's not going to leak, you know? So this will hopefully work out real well, benefit the person who needs to have something done on their RV, benefit those who want to watch and learn. And obviously we can make some videos and put them on the internet. Everybody wins a win-win deal. So that's just some of the changes for highway 93 RV. When we get up to Victor, Montana, our new home. So we're looking forward to that and everything's working in the background. You know, I've been buying stuff all winter long, getting ready for this. We're, you know, looking forward to it. We're even thinking about getting more space now. So we're, you know, we're definitely looking ahead and looking at this is really going to be fun. We're going to have a blast doing this and hopefully everybody that comes to the store can have some fun with us and enjoy what we're doing. 
Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about today, I think the surge protection is pretty obvious. Everybody needs to look at that, not necessarily buy, but at least look at it and explore it, whether you should buy it or not, depending on where you travel and so forth or what your needs are, what your budget is. But the next thing is um, water filtration. And most RVs today come with water filters in them at some level. It might just be an inline water system, maybe one filter, maybe two. It's going to depend. Or maybe it doesn't have anything. You go to the local RV store, you buy an inline system. Maybe you get a little simple one that just screws onto the water hose and to the hose bib, and away you go. And those are okay. You know, they're not the the catch-all for bacteria, viruses, and all the other things, but they certainly have a purpose. But the technology has changed. You know, there's reverse osmosis, which has been around for quite a while. You know, it's been used in RVs. It's not the most efficient way of getting clean water. It's not always the best water either. And it also has a lot of waste. There's a lot of water that's wasted when you um, use reverse osmosis. And reverse os- osmosis or RO also takes some of the things out of the water that are actually good for you. So it might purify the water, but it might not be the best water. And of course, there's water filters. And they do a job, and if you have a two-filter two system, one sediment filter, one for the other stuff, the one that's going to catch the, um, the bacterias and the smaller things, that works good. But they're not awesome either. I mean, it, it serves a point, but you're not going to probably use that for drinking water. It's just going to make the water a little bit better for cooking, coffee, things like that. But you're not going to fill up a bottle of water and drink it more than likely unless you're in an area that has good water. But, you know, me personally, wherever you're at, you should have at least one filter to catch the sediment no matter what. It doesn't matter what part of the country you're in. And no matter how good the water is, at least have one filter. You know, you have that safety net. Or if you're going to have, if you don't feel you need a sediment filter, at least have a um, the other filter to uh, catch all the other things. Not the sediment, the um, impurities. That's the word I was looking for. I can think of the word, the impurities. This sometimes cause health problems, um, things that you'd boil water for, you know, but you know, so you have water filtration, you have RO systems and you have chemical disinfectants, which would be bleach, um, which works, but it's not ideal. It's not ideal in any, really any circumstance, unless it's an emergency type situation. But today we have UV LED water filtration. And we're really into the future with this now. And these systems are pretty cool. Um, they're fairly new. You know, it's it's UV LED. So it's UV plus LED. And it runs on 12 volts. And you can get 110 volt systems. But for an RV, you'd be looking at usually 12 volts. Easier to tap into the wires and find wiring for that. And it's more than just a filter. It's a faucet. It's the filter. It's the system itself. It's compact. And it does a lot of good. They work real nice. And basically it turns that water into something nice and clean that you can use. And most of them today are going to kill 99.9% of bacteria and viruses. Now that's a lot. That's getting that water down to where it should be. That's, that's clean. That's clear. That's fresh. It's um, safe, extremely safe. And using UV LED is hardly using any power. It's, it's, you know, actually not a lot of power at all. And if you really take this for what it is, okay, you got pure water, 
you're not buying bottled water anymore and you're using this to fill up water bottles maybe um you go buy them so you're not going through plastic bottles every other day because plastic bottles and those things add up you know i'm not a advocate for the environment but i do think we need to respect the earth and we need to think about some of the things that we use like plastic bottles look at how many plastic bottles you know some families go through in just a week it might be 30 40 of them or more as a person you might go through that many a week depending on how much water you drink <clears throat> so refilling bottles that you can buy you know aluminum bottles or stainless steel things that can be clean that are still safe you know, obviously it's more friendly to the environment. That's a fact because the amount of plastic bottles is just, it's astronomical how many get used. Um, you know, I read something the other day that is, oh, it's like 35 billion plastic bottles are in landfills and so forth. And that's each year, 35 billion. That's a lot of bottles. And also another point about bottled water is, at least 25% of the bottled water companies are using regular tap water, the same kind of water we have at home or you have at home. And all they're doing is filtering it, the same thing you could do. So they're not doing much. And sometimes they don't even filter it. You know, it's just tap water. It's just, and it's drinkable tap water. And that's not all. Like I said, it's, you know, approximately 25%. So that's something to consider. So the LED or the UV LED water filtration systems, um, the one that I'm looking at right now is ACUVA, Acuva, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, it is something we sell. Like I said, we don't have any of this stuff online yet, but it is available and they start at $650 and go up to about $2,000 depending on how much water you want to process per minute. The $650 model processes, uh, one liter per hour. So that's about a quart of water per hour. So you obviously, if you're going to, you know, be out exercising or out in the sun, you're going to have to, you know, get a supply of water built up and then have it on hand. Cause you're, you know, you don't want to over tax the system. If it's one liter per hour, that's what it's going to be, but it's a cool system. You know, and RO systems really aren't that fast either. They only produce so much water per hour as well. What's nice about this too is the faucet itself has LED lights in it that tell you when, when everything's working good, when the water's good, and then you know you run the water through and the lights are going to change, give you an idea what's happening. So you're not guessing anymore. It's You're being told, hey, the water's safe. Go ahead, fill up your bottle, get that cord out, that one liter, and use that or store it for you know your supply. And in most cases, if it's just drinking water that you're using it for, you're not going to be going through you know, gallons of it a day, you know, everybody d drinks different volumes. You might be out, you're getting something to eat. You get water at the store or the restaurant. Um, but if you're in your RV and you're just using it for regular drinking waters, I really don't think you're gonna have a problem running out. And the $650 price tag might seem like a lot. This thing's a, a 10 year life lifetime or a 10 plus year lifetime warranty or lifetime. I shouldn't say warranty. Um, so 10 years, that's nothing. That's not a lot of money per year. You'll spend that in filters if you really keep up with your system. You know, RO systems aren't cheap. You know, water filtration systems um, aren't really all that expensive for most, but for some they might seem like it. So the $650 price tag might seem crazy to some. Others might not bat an eye at it. I don't think it's that bad. Um, if I use my RV more, I would definitely put one in it. 
if I was out all summer long or I was a full timer or, you know, used it eight weeks out of the year, I would put one in it just for peace of mind. And it mounts just like a, an RO system. It's small. It's uh, very compact. And you have a sediment filter. Then you have your UV LED light box, which the water goes through. And that's where it's, you know, sanitized and cleaned and made drinkable. That's where you 99.9% of the bacteria and viruses get killed. Then the water goes into your, uh, you know, a single faucet on the counter, kind of like an RO system where it has a single faucet on the counter. That's your drinking water faucet. So it doesn't take up a lot of space. It's easy to mount. It's definitely a do-it-yourselfer thing. This is not something complex where you'd have to take it in and have it installed for you. You know, if you're already shelling out 650 bucks, if you can save another couple hundred dollars by not having it installed, do it yourself, you know, by all means, do it. And this goes back to what I say about other things. When you do something yourself, you know how it works. So if there's a water leak underneath your kitchen sink, let's say, because that's where you put this, you're going to maybe think that it was this right away, but it might not be your new filtration system. It might be something else, but you're familiar with the water. You've and put some fittings on. You're not afraid of it. Oh, I can go in there and fix that. It gets you more in tune to your RV and what's going on. And some people don't really even know what it looks like underneath their kitchen sink, you know, what lines go to the faucet, how they're connected. And also they have a problem and it's, Oh, we got to call an RV tech. We can't do this. Or we got to go home. The vacation's over. We can't do this. You know, I push this do it yourself thing. And it's not because I don't trust service centers or anything like that. It's just, if you can do it, why not do it? You know, in an RV, you're traveling, you're on vacation, keep it going good, running smooth. But back to the filters, um, this system is pretty cool. And, you know, the, it's a newer technology, but there's a company, Acuva, they seem to have this together. And I've looked on the internet. They're not the only ones, but for RV, the RV application, this is the one that I would recommend because this is kind of the market they're going for. I mean, they're going for other markets because it will work because the way it's designed. But for the RV market, this is a must-have. They got a lot of information on their website, which is acuvatech.com, A-C-U-V-A-T-E-C-H.com. And I'll put that on the Radio Arizona RV website for this episode, so the link will be there. I'm going to update that. When I say I'm not updating our websites, I just mean Arizona RV Part Center. But Radio Arizona RV will have all the pertinent links to the different products that I've talked about. You know, that's an easier one to do. It doesn't take as long. So check it out. You know, if you want to have nice, clean water and you go through a lot of bottled water, this might be a good alternative for you. And they do have different models. You know, you can get two liters per minute, up, I think up to 10 liters per minute. You know, that's $2,000. That's a big price tag. If you need that much water, you know, it might be worthwhile. But, you know, one liter, two liters, probably where you're at. And think about the money you'll save by not buying bottled water, especially if you have a family and if it can keep up with it, depending on what your water needs are. You know, everybody's a little bit different. So you have to consider that. But like I said, sometimes you eat out during the day, you go to a restaurant, you drink their water, you know, it's not a big deal. But if you know you can get um, nice filtered water from your RV, why not? Especially if summer's coming and have a nice, fresh, cool water's nice. It's refreshing. That's what we like, right? Well, sometimes we like other things, adult beverages and so forth, but water's good, especially for the kids. You gotta have good, clean, safe water. 
So check it out. Um, definitely something worthwhile, and I think it's a pretty cool system, like I said, something you want to explore on your own. So we covered some ground today and talked a little bit about the surge protection. You know, look into that. Some of the things we're going to be doing in the future at Highway 93 RV in Victor, Montana. And if you pass through, you've got to stop and check us out. The address is on our website, highway93rv.com. And I think there's a link on radioarizonarv.com. If not, I'll certainly put one on there with the address, our new location. We're kind of rolling this out on all the websites. Um, each website's a little bit different on how I do it, but we're getting it done. But hey, come by, see us when we're there. We're going to be open in the middle of May, but our, you know, real opening will be June 1st. That's the official date. So everything will be in, in place, hopefully at that time or the vast majority of it. But if you have any questions about anything I've talked about today, feel free to call me. I have no qualms with that. You can use the contact us page on Radio Arizona RV to contact me as well. So I want to thank you for listening. This is episode number 39 at Radio Arizona RV, the RV maintenance and education show for the do-it-yourselfer. Thank you.